The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its leaders and volunteers. Every week, founder of the community Big Heart, Stu Starkey, will place the spotlight on leaders and volunteers, highlight key stories and statistics, and share insights to educate listeners and inspire everyone to have greater impact in their communities. Welcome to the community of Big Hearts. Uh, welcome back to the community of Big Hearts, everybody. Uh, this week, I am here with uh, our new executive director, Damien, who's joining us uh, for the first time on podcast. Hello, everyone. As well as uh, Gabe Sipes from the Summer Hill Winery. Uh, he helps run a 35-year-old winery um, that has a really iconic um, a pyramid on it, which we'll probably get into a little bit. Uh, mainly, we're going to talk about today his passion for biodynamics and giving back to the community in his own way. Uh, Gabe, how you doing? I'm doing really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I really appreciate you joining us here. I, I was telling you uh, earlier, and would love the guests to hear this, that I've been to your winery many times. I was so excited to have you on to uh, relive some of those memories because you, you have one of the, the bigger wineries in Kelowna and make amazing organic wines. And, uh, and actually, it's quite entertaining to be there as well. I brought my, uh, uh, my daughter at the time that was like three, four, five, six years old when we were going there. And I remember the, 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 you have a piano and a little like mini pot and some of the other cool things like checking out the pyramid. Um, so it's not just about drinking wine there. Um, I know we've been highly entertained in other formats too. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're also an agritourism business. We're one of the first wineries in, in Kelowna with the 13th actually ever. We're the first ones to do sparkling wine. So, you know, before COVID we were getting busloads of thousands of people, you know, every, every few hours or so, you know, and we staffed that and, you know, it's, it's the most visited and largest organic winery in Western Canada. Um, and my father is, you know, he's, he's, he's the, the host with the most and, you know, we, we really want to be great hosts for people. So we serve organic food and organic wine and try to show an example of what's possible in, in the non-conventional sense. Well, it, it's shown from, from my experience. Uh, definitely appreciated that. Um, I, I really do, in this conversation, want to, want to get into some of the things you guys have been doing more recently. Um, you've, you have a big passion for biodynamics. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and what you do? Sure. Yeah. So I'm a biodynamicist and I'm also a permaculture designer. I actually came to biodynamics through organic and uh, permaculture study. Um, <clears throat> biodynamics to me is kind of like a, a golden thread of like human wisdom, you know, that, that was persecuted during World War II, you know, but is kind of maintained in different cultures. The preparations we use in biodynamics um, are homeopathic preparations. Um, and uh, it's a real holistic practice. We view the farm as a, as, a, as, a, as a self-contained organism. So we want all the nutrients and, uh, that go into the farm to come from the farm. Um, we have a lot of neighboring horses and things like that. So we actually use a lot of horse manure in our composts, but we use compost and um, 
and uh, and um, you know we don't rely on inputs or chemicals or uh, anything like that. We do, we, we're constantly giving back. We create zero waste, and um, you know biodynamics is um, it's less known in Canada. Uh, it's more It's kind of like a household name in European countries, um, but uh, yeah, it's less known over here. Um, a lot of you know North America. Um, is is really um really conventional really industrial really corporate you know and um you know the the way it's governed we're missing the boat on on so much um you know i, I really um feel akin to uh indigenous uh spirituality and, and culture practicing biodynamics um a lot of the the astral um cosmic knowledge that we practice and, and observe um the indigenous communities um resonate with that and and talk about their elders talking about the same things you know pre-colonization i saw a few uh, uh youtube videos of what you guys are doing over there at, at summer hill and um how each um input that goes into your, your winery helps feed another part of it and how that's how you create that zero waste and um, if, if more of us could um, use our outputs for inputs for, for other things in our, our areas, it would be incredible. And I love that you're taking your passion and sharing that with others like we are on our podcast about giving back in the community. It's, it's um, so great to have other people doing that like you. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's, a, it's a challenge. It's a design challenge. You know, and when you adhere to principles, you know, you, 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 try to meet those challenges. It's not always simple, but it is always simple in, in the end, you know, but, but it, it's like, yeah, nothing in nature produces waste is the principle and we are nature, which is the principle, you know? So yeah, we should not produce any waste. There's no need for it. Um, especially food waste, you know, especially organic waste. Um, we, we find we're able to repurpose most of the materials, the cardboard, um, you know, it's all, there's a way for it to all go back in and it balances out. It might be more work, but, um, but it ends up, you know, creating these systems that are, that are actually sustainable and actually give back to the community and give back to the, the, the soil ecology and, and the biodiversity of the land. I know that um, community is community impact and community is really important to you and your family. Um, how is your initiatives, how does that tie? And what does it mean to you about giving back to the community in the ways that you guys do? Well, I mean, it's, when I think about community, you know, I don't, I don't just think about people. I also think about plants and animal communities and our relatives. And, and you know, what we do, you know, the first thing I wanted to do when I came here was just try to understand what everything was, why it was there, what its purpose was, you know, in an organic system and you know with the principles that we adhere to everything is interconnected everything is related and everything has a reason and a purpose you know and and the conventional uh you know ideas to, to clean everything up or to you know uh ah, just you know just monoculture and and you know making everything so a six-year-old can understand it but the, the world is so infinitely sophisticated and beautiful and brilliant and you know to, to try and you know, understand the communities that are already there, that have been there for thousands of years and appreciate those things, you know, it, I think, you know, that that's, that's going to be the change that we need to see in the world. That's how we're going to grow 
as humanity is to really get into who we are, what we are, what we're connected to, you know, and I hope, you know, from community perspective, that's, that's what people, you know, take away from Summerhill when they come to visit us is that they'll see the biodiversity, they'll look out, they see all these animals, they see all these plants going to seed and going to flower, really truly expressing themselves, you know, and they can see the natural cycles unfolding if they visit us over the years. And um, the, the plants go to seed, the birds need the seed, mice need the seeds, the raptors need the mice, you know, the, the plants need all of the waste from all of the animals and bugs. And, you know, it's, it's, we live in such a biodiverse place in the Okanagan and Kelowna. It's just, you know, there's all these microclimates and mesoclimates that just bump up next to each other. It's a semi-arid desert and wetlands and meadows. And, you know, it's just, we're losing it by the day to all this development and we're in this narrow valley and everything goes into the lake and there's all these chemical farmers that you know are being managed by people living on islands in the south pacific and you know, are totally detached and they're just it's, it's beautiful uh when you go to your vineyard how symbi- symbiotic everything is and, and how they interrelate um i also wanted to get into another topic i'm gonna turn it over to damien to, to ask you because he's working on it uh, on our side. Damien? Yeah, just, um, you know, I scanned through your organization and I saw you guys have been registered B Corp since 2019, which is, uh, in my eyes, a huge accomplishment. And congrats to you guys for doing that. I even saw that you guys were rated as the world's um, best for honoree for the environment portion of that as well, which is just awesome. And hearing your passion towards that topic makes so much sense. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, we're trying to do that for our volunteer app side. We're going through the process of an accelerated B Corp certification. Um, you know, so the listeners know, just so I can give them a little background, uh, B Corp serves sort of purpose-driven businesses to create uh, benefits for not just you know, shareholders, but also stakeholders. So, um, you know, the, I think the B Corporation is around because, you know, governments and nonprofits can't, can't solve society's problems alone. And you mentioned a lot there that, we need to start focusing uh, our direction towards and, and there's a role for business to play. And that's sort of what the B Corp certification is all about. So I'd love to hear a little more about what your team went through to get that uh, certification and, and what it means to you to have that. I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. Well, B Corp is such a great community to be, to be a part of, you know, it's like it's these organizations that, you know, create these councils and set this intention like that, that is what changes the world. You know, they, they give us, um, you know, these measures to, 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 um, to aspire to. And, you know, my brother Ezra really spearheads the whole effort and we get together as a leadership council and we look at, you know, we're just looking at our reviews, see how we can do better. And yeah, we, we really shine in the environment because we produce zero waste and really, you know, low footprints and, and we're actually giving back, but, you know, it's the social aspect of B Corp. That's, that's a huge other side of it. How are we treating our employees? What, what is our transparency like? How are we helping people to grow? you know, in our, in our industry and, and, and be successful. And, um, you know, so those kinds of challenges make us so much stronger as a, as a company to, to be able to incentivize people to want to learn and grow with us. And, um, you know, it was in 2019 that we first became, and, you know, since then we're working on all these different, um, you know, invisible structures to make us more socially responsible as well as ecological, ecologically responsible. And how did that process just start? You know, was it uh, your brother Ezra saying, hey, this is something we should look towards or saying, hey, we want to be recognized for all that we're doing in the zero waste community. What yeah. was that, uh, that first sort of moment that really kicked it off for you guys? Yeah, well, you know, 
it's, it's our intentions, you know, that begins with my dad, I guess, you know, as a, as a hippie from the sixties, right. You know, we want to, we want to align with all the cool people and organization and thinkers and shakers and movers. Right. So we, we attend um, pioneers conferences and Hollyhock conferences and, you know, try to understand, you know, what it is that we want to aspire to and B Corp was, was there, you know, and, 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 um, and, and they're doing awesome work in the world. So we want to be a part of that. Yeah. We, um, we had a similar process deciding to try and um, become a B Corp. We actually started with our volunteer app being a, uh, charity driven and funded by donations and we thought that that's that's not the most sustainable way to give back in in this format we wanted um the organizations that we're driving value to to be the ones that support it sustainably and we're only gonna uh be a going concern if we're driving the value and so we thought you know the the idea isn't to be profitable first we, we only want to be profitable so we can sustainably give back and give back more. And yeah. that um, thought process when we started doing the research was like, that's B Corp. You know, we'd fit squarely into their mold and what they're looking to achieve and why. So, yeah, really good on you for, for joining those ranks. And we, we hope to join you somewhat soon on our venture. Awesome. Um, I wanted to talk to you about... Um, First, how many staff do you guys have over at uh, Summerhill? So, you know, we go from a, through about 50 to 250 staff throughout the year. We have about 50 full-time people and then and we're a seasonal business. So um, we have a lot more people in the summer than we do in the winter. So we have to hire a lot more staff, a lot more front of house. Um, you know, our garden crew doesn't work so much over the winter. We go down to two people, whereas, you know, we, we you know, we have seven or eight people in like in the high seasons and, um, you know, it, it, it's, um, I'd love to keep people as long as possible, as long as we possibly can. Um, and, um, you know, for them to grow with us and we're getting better at that, you know, like every year we find, you know, the right people find us and, um, and um, yeah, like we just hired a new garden manager this year. Her name's Megan Berry. She's a, she's a permaculture uh, designer as well. And, um, you know, just an incredible human. And um, she started doing things in the garden with the garden crew that, you know, that I never really made time for. Like every day she does a mindfulness practice with everybody and they do like an hour long uh, meditation and they read Thich Nhat Hanh and, you know, they, they become very mindful, very attuned to their environment. And then they go out and they work with the plants and they work in the garden. And, you know, taking that time uh, just to sit and to be and, to, and, to, and to, to commune, you know, it helps them to work harder throughout the rest of the day. So, you know, it, 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 we learn things from the people and, you know, the, really our company is our people. You know, we have, we have an incredible um, food and beverages director and incredible events managers and, and, and we meet and we talk and we're social and the people that, that I work with are, are you know, people I care about and our friends and, we, you know, we, we're inspired together. You basically answered my, my second question or the follow-up question, um, which was, how do you think these initiatives that you've undertaken affect the staff that you employ? And I think uh, I'll just summarize it basically that, because we're, we're going through um, that evolution over the last four or five years. 
in becoming a lot more uh, conscious through our moving company. So I own a moving company called Two Small Men with Big Hearts. Um, oh, that's you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we're at, we're, um, we took over the Kelowna franchise a couple of years ago. Um, and we have now uh, 10 locations across uh, Western Canada. And so the last four or five years, we've been really becoming more um, socially conscious and we've changed our company purpose to sustainably giving back to the community. And, and we can give more, same thing I was saying earlier, we can give more when our company's doing better. And so that's our purpose is to grow um, so that we can continue to grow. And as we grow, we have a commitment to give more um, as a percentage of profits too. Yeah, so I imagine you're attracting the those amazing people because of your culture. And that seems to me quite obvious. Um, seeing what I'm seeing in my business, you guys are doing it even more. I um, mean, the culture is just entrenched. It's a passion. It's a lifestyle over where you guys are looking from the outside in. And I'm sure that's what people applying to jobs at your business are finding too, is like, holy smokes, I'd love to work for those guys because they care so much. And, and I'm having this kind of monologue right now uh, because I want the listeners to know we have a lot of business owner um, listeners and I want to continue to inspire those that are able to impact culture like us um, to do that. And the benefits of doing it isn't just um, uh, for social good. It's to continue to um, have positive impact on your business as well. It's a flywheel, these kind of things, these uh, social um, initiatives. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, we, yeah, it's, it's karmic. We, we, we try to do good by people and they do good by us. And, you know, the, the more people are happy and stoked to be where they are, you know, the, the, you know, the, the more beneficial they are you know, to us. So it, it's, uh, yeah, it's a balance and, you know, it, it is like a flywheel, the, the wheel of, yeah, it's, it's a wheel. It's, it's cyclical and um, you get what you give. Mm, exactly. Well, you know, it, it takes all of us and we're all different, right? So, you know, if, if, if we do what we're most passionate about it, chances are somebody else is going to be doing what they're passionate about in the same kind of way. So, you know, the circle closes on its own. We don't have to take everything on as individuals. And it's always best when we when we open the circle up and, are, and integrate you know, integrate those ideas and support those people that want to do good things. Yeah, Gabe, I completely agree, and it's it's obvious that uh, you know there was probably that one sort of impact that really spoke to you when you when you first started. So I was wondering if you could take me to a time and place when you first realized that you know you yourself I can make positive impact on the people within my community or within my organization. Yeah, well, I just. You know, for me, just, you know, being a Gen X millennial, you know, border child or whatever that is, I just, you know, I watched in horror as our, you know, as the world has been falling apart all this time. So to me, the hypocrisy has always been obvious. Um, I wanted to know, you know, the things that have been forgotten. I wanted to understand the things that people didn't, didn't care, seem to care about anymore, you know, and the things that we're losing, you know, I saw those as being the most important things. Um, so, um, so to me, yeah, bring that knowledge and just bring that intention to the forefront. I think, you know, I feel really good about that, you know, where I am as a person just to be able to, to hold that intention, 
you know, it's, I, I don't know everything, you know, I, I never will. And that's okay. I can just, you know, I can hold an intention for, for, you know, for people to, to, to understand more about them and themselves through nature, through their environment and, and really, you know, respect um, who we are and where we come from, you know, and, and uh, really it's, it's, it's a real indigenous perspective. And um, yeah, we need more of it, more in the forefront, you know, more, more leaders who embrace that, that perspective, you know, yeah, it's, Science, you know, there, there is spiritual science, there is quantifiable science, you know, there's a lot of knowledge and, and knowing, you know, that can't be quantified. And you mentioned you wanted to talk about the pyramid a little bit. You know, I'll just say that, you know, the pyramid is a real phenomenological experiment. It cannot be quantified why it does the things it does. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't, you know, that it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that it's not real. You know, it has a very measurable um, or it has a very observable, measurable effect of flavor and taste and, you know, and, and, you know resonance. So, so um, you know, it's things like that, that that we can observe, but we can't quantify um, because uh, there's too many variables or whatever. You know, we don't understand the science. You know, it's like things that indigenous people and the biodynamicists have been saying for for thousands of years is just now being proven by soil science that there's all this diversity that in a teaspoon of soil, there's like millions or billions of microorganisms. Like, you know, people have been talking about that, you know, but, but, you know, when I first started practicing biodynamics, uh, the local university, not, not the whole university, but one of the professors who uh, called it a circus, circus science, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, really, you know, put us down. You know, but but you know now we can we can prove these things, and and it's so observable, and you can feel it, you can taste it, you know, and and um, you know, I think I think the world is so much more than than what we give it credit for a lot of the time. It it really it, I'm going to leave that as a tease for the uh, the listeners because it it really is so cool to take the tour and hear these facts but be there and feel it um i've been in the pyramid and, and had sips of the wine and it really is an experience and even though you can't quantify it there's things i've learned um over the last few years that really open my mind to things like that like the observer effect that's been around for uh, a number of years in science that they can't explain and it's it's science. They can, they can prove that it's unexpl- unexplainable. Um, so, anyways, Gabe, this is an amazing conversation. I really hope to next time join you over an actual glass of wine in Columbia. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Take care, Gabe. <laughs>